Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today, I am going to be talking about receiving boundaries. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me talking about these boundaries last week. I'll be posting this episode at the beginning of next week. So um, you will see some posts regarding this. And while I think those posts are hopefully very helpful, I think it is also a really big topic that deserves a little extra time and attention. So I figured it was perfect for a podcast episode where we can dive into it a little bit deeper. So our receiving boundaries are essentially the boundaries within how we take in information. So this can be verbal information, such as how someone else communicates to us. It can also be all different sorts of information. So it can be actions that we see someone else doing, how we internally process and feel and respond and react to that can also be things that we might see online or in social media or things happening in the world. So our receiving boundary is super helpful with all different sorts of information and I think is a really vital skill to our own emotion regulation because a lot of times our emotions pretty much all the times our emotions are responses to what's happening in the world around us. So these boundaries are super helpful. You're probably practicing them in a lot of ways already. And zooming in a little bit deeper, bringing some more intention to it can be just that much more helpful. So that's exactly what we will do today. And there are some indications of areas that we might struggle in that let us know we might need a little more focus or attention on these receiving boundaries. So this might look like if we are someone who tends to feel in crisis mode when someone else is in crisis, right? So we don't have this this boundary in between how someone else is feeling and how we are feeling, right? We might take on those emotions and those experiences because we don't have those boundaries to support us. It might also come up if we are feeling uncomfortable, if someone else has a different opinion or perspective than us, right? We might get critical on ourselves because we don't have this boundary that allows other people to be different than us. Uh, can also come up if we tend to get reactive or defensive in arguments. That's a really good indicator of, ooh, there's not enough of this pause and this check-in before we respond, right? Where we have that quick emotion, quick reaction. Another indicator of, ooh, that receiving boundary isn't super solid there. Another way this can come up is just this overall feeling that We want to be liked by everybody. I think this is a common one so many of us experience where we feel that how other people view us defines our worth or if we're okay. So we are not having strong enough boundaries in between that and and this acceptance around self-worth piece. 
And another one that I think is helpful is just this over comparison of ourselves to others, right? So here again, we don't have this solid line in between ourselves and others and the beautiful variation that humanity gets to bring in. Our brains are kind of wired for this because, you know, for early human survival was very based on if we are accepted by people around us, if we are liked, if we are, in quotes, normal or similar to others. And in many beautiful ways, our world is so much different than that. And I think it's also challenging because our brains haven't just evolved and shifted along with us. So that is why working on strengthening these receiving boundaries is so important because it helps us navigate this world that is just so much more complicated than our brains were really designed to do. And in here, I want to point out the importance that if you're struggling with any of the things that I listed before or any other similar things, nothing is wrong with you. So many of us experience those things. I know I certainly do in many ways. Probably every single person that I work with experiences some variety of those things. I I don't think I have yet to meet a human being who doesn't struggle with some of those things, which leads me to believe that receiving boundaries are something that we all really need. And I think we're just not often taught about these things. In fact, I wasn't really taught about these until my early adulthood. I certainly learned a lot about boundaries in my counseling program and and a lot of the skills that are helpful that I'll talk about today, I, I certainly learned in grad school, but it wasn't until I was doing my own work and, and processing through different pieces and I was in a functional adult group which uses components of Pia Melody's post-induction therapy. If you're familiar with that, this will be in alignment. Um, And if you're not, I would definitely recommend looking into it if this seems like a topic that you're interested in more. Pia Melody has a lot of great work in that area. And yeah, it wasn't until early adulthood that I learned this term receiving boundary and a lot of the components that come within it. I have found it so helpful in my own process. And so I want to share this here because I'm guessing it's probably going to be helpful for a great number of you all as well. And so these boundaries help us in so many different ways. So one, the obvious thing is, right, it, it helps us with how we take in and process new information. So rather than information coming in and impulsively bringing up some emotional reaction and response, we get to pause to process that information, right? And when we work on these boundaries, we are deciding, or I suppose having a little bit more influence over how we're going to integrate this information, which might be this deep integration, right? Maybe we're pausing And we're noticing, oh, this information is super important for me. And this is really aligned with different things that I'm focusing on. And I'm going to bring this in really deeply. We might decide, ooh, this feels like someone else's stuff, right? I'm really actually not going to bring this in. 
and maybe instead I'm going to tune into some different boundaries that I have and how I can communicate or honor those. So it helps us choose how we are going to respond to information or a situation rather than this impulsive reaction that comes from our emotions, right? This does not mean that we are not impacted by the information. In fact, a a huge part of it is accepting that we will be impacted by information. And when we can accept that, we know that, oh, I need some skills to process and regulate the emotions that I may have from information so that my emotions are not the only driving force with how I respond. So when you're working on receiving boundaries, it's super important to make sure you're holding tons of space for your emotions, you're giving yourself time to process emotions, practicing skills to regulate those emotions, all of these beautiful things that are really hard. So I'll validate that right now. If you are in the midst of working on building these receiving boundaries up, it takes a lot of time, feels really uncomfortable. You're not going to necessarily reap these rewards or feel like it's totally working until you've put in a lot of work for it. So I'll validate that it is hard. It is uncomfortable. And I can say from experience, it has been so helpful in my world, something I will, you know, surely be working on probably the rest of my life in different ways. So I don't think there's this like end point where you've made it. I certainly haven't gotten to that point myself. Um, And I have seen a lot of really lovely shifts from working on these things. And so I'll talk a little bit about some skills that can be helpful. And, And I think really a big variety of the different therapy skills that you might already be working on or emotion regulation skills that you're already working on come into this. And and so here I'll probably talk be talking about things that you are already putting into practice or already aware of in some way and more so bringing the center point of looking at these as tools for building up your receiving boundary, I think can be a really helpful way to look at it and practice these things. So one, of course, is going to be building skills around how you explore your emotions, how you process your emotions, how you regulate your emotions. So if you notice you are someone who gets a really big emotional response and tends to react impulsively in in big ways that maybe don't always feel aligned with your values or goals, this can be a nice indication of, okay, I need to practice lots of mindfulness about emotions, lots of emotion regulation skills. And, you know, I'll put out there, because I know a lot of people have shame around big emotions, to kind of challenge that shame if you can, bring in lots of self-compassion because processing emotions is really hard work. Very few of us are taught these skills and and we need to learn these skills when we're young kiddos and it's just not really the norm in our world. I think it's hopefully going to become more normal in our world um, to be learning these skills at young ages, but so far it's not, right? Not for these past generations for sure. So if you're feeling shame around your bigger emotional responses and reactions, I want you to know right now, it is not your fault. 
it is okay that you have those. And, and right, take that as information of, ooh, here's a skill set that could be really helpful for me, right? And so one thing I think can be helpful is practicing some mindfulness of emotions. Stay tuned. I'm planning my next podcast episode will be a meditation to help practice that. So if you're someone that, you know, could use this, stay tuned in a couple of weeks. I'll be putting out an episode that helps with it. And I certainly have some past meditations that could be helpful. And, and right, there's so many out there, you know, in, in the world that you can find that can be helpful too. But essentially what you're going to do is practice a mindfulness, slowing down, pausing. When you notice an emotion coming up, or even when you're just in a situation where you figure, ah, an emotion makes sense to come up here, so I'm going to pause and tune in to, to see if that's showing up for me. Pausing, tuning in, checking in with your physical sensations, with your thoughts, with the emotion names you can identify, how you're interpreting a situation, all these really complicated things, but as, as you practice a lot, you get to build these skills and it can be more helpful to notice, ooh, when am I having a big emotion? When do I need to pause? So initially, you're going to be doing lots of trial and error with mindfulness of emotions and skills to help regulate those emotions. And as you practice, then you'll get a better idea in the moment of something of, ooh, this is a moment where I might have a big emotion, so I'm going to pause I'm going to do what I need to do to process this emotion, to regulate this emotion. And then I'm going to decide how I want to respond to the situation, right? I think a common example is like if we're having an argument with a friend or partner or family member, it goes pretty quick, right? A lot of times that these things come up, it's like boom, 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 right? Probably both parties or however many parties are involved are having quick emotional reactions and that's coming out into the external world towards one another and when we can pause and slow that down that is really going to change the process up now the frustrating thing about this is sometimes it it takes two or it takes three or more people to be in that process to see a really big difference And I can assure you that you doing your own work, taking your own time to pause, to regulate, to do what you need to do before responding, that alone is going to have an impact. I'll validate right now that if you are the only one in a partnership doing this, you're probably going to feel frustrated, especially at first, which makes sense, right? I can totally you know, understand and relate to that feeling of like, why am I doing all this work when they are not doing this work, right? I'm sick of being the bigger person, something that is going to come up and it's going to feel really lonely. It's going to feel isolating, especially in those moments where let's say you're having an argument with your partner and you're saying, I need to pause and check in with my emotions and come back. That pause to check in feels super uncomfortable, we're doing kind of the opposite thing that our emotion might want to be doing. If our emotional response is to be quick and reactive, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. And with practice, it's going to feel easier. 
There will always be times where it's tough, but you're going to have more times that feel a little smoother, a little more natural. And a change in one part of a system impacts a change in the whole system, right? Your partner might pick up on these things or you operating from these healthy boundaries is going to help you communicate things that you need boundary-wise, relationship-wise, a lot more effectively than you would otherwise. So yes, it takes time and it's a tough process and it can be really, really worthwhile. So, so yes, like step one is practicing mindfulness of your emotions, practicing lots of skills to regulate your emotions. You can certainly look at some past episodes I have about distress tolerance skills. Those can be good ones to practice. You might, you know, go to journaling or processing with your therapist or a trusted friend. Maybe you go on a walk to take a little break and reflect on things. So there's a lot of different skills that you can bring in to help you regulate your emotions. And the tough thing is that it it's going to take a lot of trial and error to build these skills around mindfulness of emotions and practice these regulating skills so that you know most of the time, hey, what skill is going to help what experience I'm having? And so that's going to be a really huge piece. And then, right, this next piece, which is really connected to it, is going to be to slow the process down, right? Our receiving boundary essentially is this pause. Before we react, before we respond, pause to have more of a choice, it's not going to feel like that 100% of the time. In fact, you're still going to have reactions from time to time. You're human. Emotions are tough. But you're going to have some more opportunities where you can pause, slow it down, right? And one metaphor that I've found to be really helpful is this baseball metaphor. So imagine that you've got your baseball glove on. That's going to be your receiving boundary. And the baseball coming at you is the new information. Whatever information that is, whether it's verbal information from someone else, whether it's actions that someone else is doing, things that you see online, whatever it is, the baseball coming at you is that new information. Catch it with your baseball glove, right? And before you kind of take that information in or hold that close to you, really, you know, look down at your hand, right, where you've got this glove on and you've got the baseball in the palm of your hand and really look at the baseball. Here's where you are analyzing this information, processing it. You're going to be thinking through a lot of different experiences that you've had, lots of different boundaries, values, and goals that you have to choose how you're going to bring this information in. Again, you might take this in, and this is where I think the baseball metaphor is a little tricky, right? Because you're not going to like physically take a baseball into your body. But right, you can imagine like, am I going to bring this closer to my heart where it feels like really important information for me to sit with, to keep with me? Does it feel really true and honest? Or does it feel like it's maybe someone else's stuff, right? Is this maybe their own emotional reaction that's being thrown at me or maybe it doesn't even apply to me right maybe it's something that I saw online that doesn't 
actually impact me, right? But it, it's, you know, having an emotional impact, but maybe it's not actually for me. Then you get to decide, do I hold this baseball farther out from myself? Do I throw it out back into the field? Is this not information that I actually need to keep? Easier said than done, right? Processing all of this. It's not like we just get to throw information out and not have it impact us. But when we decide, you know, imagining, hey, how how close or far away am I going to hold this baseball? Then we kind of get some more information on what skills might I need in this, right? What different things might be helpful? How can I slow this process down some more if I need that? Can I take a break from this to really sit with it if I need that? How do I not have this quick, impulsive reaction that's not fully thought through? And it takes a lot of practice because, again, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And sometimes when things feel uncomfortable, it feels wrong. It doesn't feel like it's the right or effective response. And so just a little note as you're beginning to practice these things with some more intention, know that it's going to feel uncomfortable. And sometimes that discomfort is going to mean that you are doing something super skillful, that you're on the right track. And I think it's helpful to bring in a lot of communication around this and and first and foremost for ourselves or bringing in affirmations and gentle reminders. Maybe we're jotting these things down in a notebook or in our phone so we can have them fresh and ready for us when it's really hard to think of them on our own. And if if it involves a partner or someone we're in some some type of relationship with, communicating these things to them, I think, can be helpful too, especially if there's someone that maybe struggles respecting our boundaries or maybe they have a lot of their own boundary work to do. This might be something that we're communicating. And as much as you can doing this from these I statements, right, where you're saying, hey, I'm really working on building up my receiving boundary and how I take in information so I can be super effective in how I'm responding so there's going to be moments where I'm taking a pause and I'm going to let you know, right, when when I'm taking those pauses, I'm going to let you know when I'm coming back from it, all of these things. So more communication is good in, in these moments as long as you can, as much as possible, bring it to I statements, right, rather than your boundaries suck and this is why I need to do it and it's all your fault and you might feel that and it's okay and you can validate that for yourself and know that. It's probably going to be taken most effectively if we can own it ourselves and own our own process. Essentially, a receiving boundary is our process. So many times when we think about relationship boundaries, we're thinking of this external thing that we're communicating to someone else and they need to understand it. And we might think, even though it's not true, we might think, oh, I did a good job if they heard it and they respected it and it changes our relationship, right? A receiving boundary, I think, really helps in the whole theme of boundaries of knowing that this is for us. While it matters on this like emotional level where we get to like hold a lot of space and validate, on the whole of it, it doesn't matter if your boundary is respected or not, right? Because when you have receiving boundaries, then you get to observe 
oh, this person is not respecting my boundary. What different boundary might I need, right? Do I need some more space? Do I need to up the level of boundaries I have with this person, right? Rather than saying they are causing all of this pain because they won't respect my boundaries, we get to say, ooh, I have some choice in this. I get to reflect and process and choose how I receive this. And my response might be some different form of boundaries, right? And of course, hold all the space for the emotions because that's a frustrating process. So as I'm saying this, I just want to reiterate again, this does not mean that you won't be phased by tough stuff. It just means you'll have a bigger toolbox with some skills to help you navigate it. And so I, I hope that helps. I know this is a really, really big topic and there's so much more information with this. There's all these different levels of skills that can be helpful with this. So please, if you have questions, shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram because I would be happy to clarify some more of this in future posts or in future podcast episodes. So shoot me your questions as they come up because I know that this can be really complicated and really big and something a lot of us don't have a lot of practice in or we haven't learned a lot of the ways that we can practice it. So head to the show notes for all those details and how you can contact me and I look forward to chatting with you all next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.